Hello and welcome to Story You Talk Radio. I am your host, Coach Debbie, and I'm based here in Seattle, Washington. We come to you live every Thursday at four o'clock Pacific time and at 7 p.m. Eastern time. We also offer a replay on Fridays. And you can catch that on your drive to work at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Story You Talk Radio is all about the stories you live by, the stories you're writing, and the stories that are allowing you to claim your own identity if you choose to be an author. And there's many things you can be authoring. Perhaps it is a book or a blog or a podcast or maybe even a TED Talk or a speech. I am here to help you make that happen. I offer a different topic every single week and they are inspired by what people listening to the show tell me they want to hear. If you would like to join one of my free Facebook groups and be a part of the community that responds to the content on these podcasts, as well as gets involved in what we're doing as small classes, I would love to have you there. My Facebook group is called Get Writing, and it's a private group. You can either make the request to me directly on Facebook or send me an email. And that is just askcoachdebbie. That's askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. And Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y. Askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. Today, we are going to talk about leading with your mission statement. Lead with your mission statement. A lot of us get very active in creating content when we're not really sure what our mission is all about. So we're going to talk about not only creating it, but why it's important to do so and to continue to up-level and draft it and never really get attached to a a total final version of it, but to know that your mission statement evolves with you. It doesn't really matter if you're writing a speech or a book or even just reinventing your brand. It's really important to know what your mission statement is. And I I really recommend that you try to do a 20-word or so mission statement. If you want to know more about that, uh, feel free to call in or write in today. I have Eric Ryder in the studio today. He's taking your calls, and he is standing by to let you know the number just in case you're getting ready to send a question my way. Let's check in with Eric. How you doing today? Hey, good afternoon, Debbie, on this gorgeous Thursday afternoon. I'm doing pretty well, and you're right. I'd love to have people call in and ask you a question today, so let me give out those phone numbers. 
425-373-5527. Again, that's 425-373-5527 or toll-free 888-298-5569. That's 888-298-KKNW. And I I know, you know, because this is a show about writing, a, a lot of times people are kind of shy about calling into the show, but they can still write in and ask you questions, right? What's the best way to do that? Absolutely. Thanks for reminding me. We have screens open, so if you are on Facebook, feel free to send me a personal message through Facebook, and you can either go to Coach Debbie, which is D-E-B-B-Y, or you can go to my personal account, and that is Debbie Handrich, and the last name is just like it sounds, H-A-N-D-R-I-C-H. We take two breaks every single show, and I'm always checking on people writing in, and, and Eric funnels you through if you call in. So if you want some some coaching today, looks like we've already got one person who has sent something in right before the show. Just go ahead and get your questions to me. I'd love to offer you any coaching along the topic of leading with your mission statement or anything else. This is sort of a topic that asks you to put the mission statement before the goal setting. I find that people that know really what their mission is all about can then sort of put their shoulders back and stand more confidently and know what goals need to come next. But it's really hard to tackle your goals if you're not firm about what your mission really is. So here in the Seattle area, I help people take on 90 days or even half a year and get their book from their head out onto the page. We really work at getting a solid first draft of their book done. Some people can do this in three months' time, about 90 days. Some people prefer more of a six-month time. I offer classes. And I also, for the person that really wants to invest in a little more rigorous program, I offer one-on-ones as well. And that is for six months. I have three spots available, by the way, if you care to reach out and learn a little more about that. What we do is we establish what a person's mission is. I have people that come to me because they are working as entrepreneurs and they want to write a book. I have a lot of people that come to me because they've had a story on their mind for a very long time Often it's a family story, some sort of legacy story, and it's very important to them that in their lifetime, preferably right now, they get their book written. And sometimes I have people come that say, I really want to focus on self-development 
and use that book as curriculum. I've done a lot of writing myself in that area. In fact, I've done a lot of writing and have not published those manuscripts as books because they worked really well as curriculum where I could flip to chapter eight and use that in one place and flip to chapter two and use that in another place and not necessarily be committed to invest in a full book study, but to do little spots of it at a time. It's all about what works best for you. So let's talk a little bit about what a mission statement for some of my current and past clients has looked like. We're thinking of something that's about 20 words or so. Because a mission statement really sets you up for being precise. It helps you claim your identity as a writer or as someone who's creating. It also makes you feel confident. And it allows you to step into that sense of being more prolific than you already believe yourself to be. If you can get your mission statement down to about 20 words or so, you're going to feel very confident and empowered. So, for example, Eddie Eddie came to me about a year ago and said, I want to help boys stay off the streets. I didn't even count how many words that is. I want to help boys stay off the streets. Nine words. Nine words, his mission statement. That's where we started. Now, Eddie has a background in not only offering mentorship programs in his business in the South Seattle area that helps boys stay off the street, but he also has a very deep family background of looking at what it's like when when some when some of the people in the family are fatherless and there is a lack of direction from that strong, often thought of heroic character in the family. So from this very, very basic statement, I want to help boys stay off the street. Eddie came up with a way to, outline not only his memoirs, what it was like for him to have a lacking father figure, you know, kind of an open door. Have you heard of that phrase, an open door father figure? They're the ones that come, they're in your life for a while, and and soon after they go again. He is someone that knows how difficult it is, especially for boys, to grow and to take on their heroic roles as men if they did not have a constant father figure while they were growing up. But that mission statement, I want to help boys stay off the streets, was later expanded. It later helped him shape a more clear vision with his business but it also helped him get going with his writing. 
He's got over 300 pages now of writing. Another person I worked with came to me and said, I want to create a tourism company. And that's a great start to a mission statement. She knew she wanted to create and she knew she wanted to work in the area of tourism. But what you and I didn't know yet is who are going to be the people that come to her? Who are going to be the people that she aligns with and creates these tours? Are these tours going to be for the benefit of spirituality? Are these tours going to be for those expanding in their business? Are the tours for a particular group, like, say, new moms that are, I don't know, going on adventure? I mean, I had so many questions for her. But the great news was she started with something very, very specific. I want to create a tourism company. She wanted to be the creator, and the company was around tourism. When you have something, just a a very, very few words, 10 words, 20 words, 25 words, you can get yourself aligned with a really concise message, and then you know what your next goals are. You know what you have to do first and second and third to create whatever it is you're going to create. For that client, Meredith, what she found was she wanted to create a brand. She wanted to write a real solid brand around tourism. She was working with females that were running corporations. She was also working in a a sector that was interesting to me because these females all had a background in law. So her mission statement became more and more crystallized as she told me exactly what she had done and how these tours were going to benefit these women in business. Again, it's all about getting really, really clear, but not not having so many words that you don't know where you're going. It's about being really concise, having a mission. What I want to talk about after our break is this notion that if we don't have a mission, sometimes what happens is we find ourselves in the place of fulfilling fads. You know, books often do this. They they get into genres that are just fad-oriented, When you really want to work in trends, these have a longer life expectancy. And if you ask me, you really, really want to up-level and go to things that are classical, things that never go out of style, and that can always benefit from just minor tweaks along the way. You don't have to reinvent the wheel all the time Because your content is based in classical wisdom. 
And it's also based in wisdom that you had to acquire because you lived through some sort of heroic journey that delivered you into this place where you now know the mission, how you serve. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you want to express it in a speech, in a series of blog posts, if it's going to be a book. It, it could even just be how you are rewriting your brand and recreating your self-image online. What I really want to help you understand here is that being super concise, having a very particular mission statement is going to set you up for really good goal setting and getting you into a state where your brand is far more classical than it is driven by uh, a fad or something that's in style right now, but is in threat of going out of style really soon. So this is just the first segment of our show today. We're going to take a little break and come back and talk a little bit more about your mission statement. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Lisa Downs, host of Reigniting You, the show that takes a positive, forward-looking approach to mid-to-late career transitions for Gen Xers and Boomers every Wednesday afternoon at 3 o'clock Pacific. Whether you're looking to stay in the traditional workforce, do your own thing, or retire or semi-retire, Reigniting You is your source for career transition advice, inspiration, and insight for what's next in your career and life. Join me Wednesdays at 3 o'clock to get re-energized, recharged, and reignited. Hi, I'm Dr. Shelley Flace with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. The nicotine in e-cigarettes is addictive and can harm brain development. That's why I worry about teens who try e-cigarettes. Many young people use pod-based e-cigarettes like Juul, which have high levels of nicotine. And because teens' brains are still developing, they can quickly become addicted. The tobacco industry uses fruit and candy flavors to attract young people, often turning them into lifelong users. For more, visit HealthyChildren.org. Hello, I'm Nathan Mum. Join me and Mike Roday as we host a weekly technology show that talks about technology for the everyday common person. We are a live radio program that airs Saturday from 4 to 5 p.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. If you go to facebook.com forward slash techtimeradio, youtube.com forward slash techtimeradio, or twitch.tv forward slash techtimeradio, you can catch us live Saturdays from 4 to 5 p.m. You can find us at all podcast services online from Apple to Google and everything in between. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. Thank you so much for joining me today and reserving this hour so we can work on the books, the blogs, the brands, and even the stories you live by day in and day out. We're talking today about leading with your mission statement. It's so much easier to know what goals are in front of you and that matter most if you know your mission statement. A student of mine has written in and says, 
This is uh, Lania. Lania says, I am so glad you are offering this topic today. It has been at least a month since I caught your show live. You have made a big impact on me. And I really loved our course when we were doing this, our mission. It has helped me develop my brand here. I want to tell you just a little bit more about this um, lovely woman that I met. She was, she grew up in what, when I was a child, we, we referred to as the Eastern Bloc. And she came to New York as, mm, I wish I could remember, I want to say a teen. Um, and when I was about, 40 years old or so, she showed up in my class, a young woman, and she had just very, very, very good English. And I, I remember one of the things she said was that someday she wanted to help immigrants speak confidently and she didn't want it to be as hard on them as it had been on her. So without going into all these details, um, what I want to share with you here is that I love it. I love it when I hear from students and they remind me that that part of just living your day-to-day life is knowing that there is a mission. There's a mission that we all live by. Later on, I had the privilege of helping her with a paper that was for her grad school project. And as we were, we were tightening it up, any of you that, that have spent time in grad school, you know that they like lots and lots of words, but they want lots and lots of clarity too. And what became clear to her was that she not only wanted to help immigrants speak confidently, but that she believed that they could do this in one year's time by working with her. So what what I really experienced was that out of her out of her ability to come here as I believe it was a teen. She started in New York. She moved her way to Seattle. She got enrolled in community college. One thing unfolded after another. She was having her own experiences of challenge. But you know, as well as I know, anytime we are super challenged, we tend to want to help others do things in a more timely way, or in, in a way that we just didn't know when we were going through the experience. We want to help them feel really confident. It's just part of having a mission or a desire to serve and to teach and to be with those that are like you, but are on a path that is similar to yours and you recognize you could be a mentor to them. Now, one thing I know about learning English, uh, and maybe it, it stands for learning any language, but I honestly, I'm not sure if that's true or not. 
But one thing I do know about learning English is that statistics say if you are new to the country and you do not know a single word of English, but you commit to speaking some English every day for seven years, you will become fluent. <laughs> Now, I learned this because I was teaching students whose uh, language, you know, was either Russian or Japanese, or there, there were many, many dialects of students from Africa. There was a fair amount of Taiwanese and Chinese students. Mm, there was Russian. Did I say Russian before? Not as many. But anyway, what, what I noticed was that students were in my class because English was their second language. But while I didn't need to know their language at all, the whole goal was that they would learn English. And I remember coming across this statistic to encourage students to speak a little English, to listen to a little English every single day. Because if they did that, in seven years, statistics showed they'd become fluent. Now, that can be a little heartbreaking. You know, say you arrived here today in, in the spring of 2021. It's going to be the spring of 2028 before you're fluent. Well, my student here, she has gone on, like I said, to complete graduate school. And her whole mission statement is to help immigrants speak confidently in one year's time. Now, I want to point out one thing here. You don't have to be fluent to speak with confidence. Remember, you and I, uh, if you are like me, you were, you were speaking English as your first language. Um, and if that's true, you and I have a certain vocabulary But I don't know every word in the English language, not at all. But I am able to speak confidently. If you replace the notion of fluency with confidence, you can speed up that level. Now, I don't know exactly how she does this with her students, but I can tell you that by having the mission statement I want to help immigrants speak confidently in one year's time. It has allowed her to be very clear on what goals come first and what comes later. For example, just jumping over to my brand, I know that in my mission, I set my goals around the fact that I love to teach people in person, and I love to teach people online. I love to help people get ideas from their head and out onto the page. I can do it in online programs. I can do it in face-to-face -face programs. Because I know that about me, I can then set my goals 
to help me make that happen and reach more people. Or in my case, something that's important to me is not as much reaching more people, but reaching the ideal people. I really care about reaching people that align with my values. So one of my values is that we go deep. I tend to offer five techniques, whereas in other classes, you might skim the surface of learning 20 techniques, but you only know a tiny bit about them. In my classes, it's very important to me to align with the notion of being a great mentor. And being a great mentor means you learn something thoroughly. Therefore, I teach people fewer things that they need to learn, but I make sure they understand it completely. I don't want to leave anything out. That helps me set up my goals. Now, if I did it the other way around, if I just set up my goals, I want to be a good teacher, uh, I want to do it in the Seattle area. Mm, I, I would be going at it randomly if I didn't yet lead with my mission statement. And my mission statement for a long time was that I help first, second, and third time writers create their book. That was my mission statement. Didn't matter if this was your first book or your second or even your third I helped people write their next book. But what I found was that I wanted to be more specific about what people tend to write. And so I put that in my website and in my marketing materials. I found that I also wanted to be specific that I work in 90-day periods and half-year periods with people. I don't have two-year programs. I don't have lifetime memberships. I don't offer that. Part of my mission is that you can subscribe for a particular amount of time and reach a particular goal. For example, finish writing a book. The more I understand my mission the more I know how to approach my goals. If I put it in reverse, it gets a little bit tricky. And this is where I think it's helpful to talk about things like getting into fads, um, getting into what's on trend, and actually being a little more classical in what you do. So for example... A fad might be, I'm trying to think of one we did already. A fad might speak to the notion of, I want to help boys stay off the street and you offer something real faddish, something that's just like one, two, three, go, and it's all done and you never have to look back and it's all fixed. Uh, a fad is, is sort of a one and done idea. And it, it usually helps people because of the times or because of the culture. It, it's in today, but it, it's not necessarily so in tomorrow. 
many of us are still really on the heels of of 2020 and all that a pandemic was about. So um, we might even we might even at some point in our life see face masks as a fad. We might even look back at people that had businesses where they figured out how to add creating face masks to their business because it was of need for a while. But my guess is that in 2025, we're not going to all be walking around with the need to put on a face mask every time we go grocery shopping. At least that's really my hope. <laughs> um, but I, I do know that uh, a friend of mine that has a business and she creates aprons and and makes them kind of specific to people's loves. Like she, she makes aprons with garden themes and aprons with dog themes and aprons with... Um, color, color, geometric themes. Next thing you knew, she was making face masks with those themes. And I think that really probably boosted her business in 2020. It wasn't really part of her mission statement beforehand, but she elaborated in 2020 to help her business. And in that way, following a mission that would just be on trend for some time was a good idea. But she will need to go back to what really supplies her bread and butter as the economy evolves. Then you can go to a far more, uh, the opposite range and think about things that are more classical. So for example, self-development is a, a on-trend way to write. It, it's not faddish. It's not yet classical. But if we keep doing it for a handful more of years, it will be. It will definitely fall into uh, classical writing. Right now, we're, we're still new enough that it, it's no longer a fad, but, but it is on trend to find people reading self-development or creating self-development or following self-development. But if in another, I'd say, 20 years, that is still a profitable area for book writers and filmmakers, etc., then I would say it's crossed over into the classical. Just look at something that's been in classical for a very long time, and that is fiction. I would really love to know more about the history of fiction. When was fiction writing just a fad? I have no idea. In fact, I didn't even think about it until now. But it started there. It started as something that was desired by a few. It may have been desired by need. 
I don't really know. But fads tend to start there. You move into them being on trend when enough people take interest and enough people want to mm, want to share the benefit and express how they have benefited. But it gets into classical. And this is what I really want you to be thinking about in your own mission statement. Gets into classical when all you have to do is make a little tweak here and a little tweak there. And your message is still totally on point with your listeners. It's totally beneficial to those who work with it. It is exactly what people need. True? Might might have to move it just a bit here, a bit there. But you don't have to keep reinventing the wheel. It's fallen into an area that is classical. So another thing that I would say is, here's a mission statement that I think will become classical if it's not yet. And this, this came from a woman chiropractor that I worked with some time ago. Her mission statement was, I want to help people get their strength back after injury with my 11-step process outlined in my book. That was her mission statement. I want to help people get their strength back after injury with my 11-step process outlined in my book. Very clear. She knows exactly the people she's working with. They've had some sort of injury. She knows exactly the goal she wants to help them with. She wants to get them their strength back. And she has a process that requires 11 steps, and they're in her book. Now, because we worked on her book together, what I know is you're probably going to have to go to her chiropractic office to get the maximum benefit from her. But reading her book is going to set you right in line with this notion of getting your strength back. And that's that's not going to go on out of style. That is on trend and moving if it hasn't already landed in the area of being classical. Oopsie, I'm a little bit late for my next break. So guess what? We're going to take one more little break here. There's still time if you want to write in with a question. We will be right back. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com. And welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. 
We're talking today about leading with your mission statement. And what this means is taking time to write out about 10, 20, 25 words that really capsulizes in a very concise way what you are up to. What is it you're up to with your blog? What is it you're up to with your book? What do you want to achieve with that podcast? What is that message you are delivering in your speech? The more you can drill down into a mission statement, the easier it's going to be for you to set up your goals. I offer a 90-day and also a half-year program for people that are doing their just this, their, their, their books, their blogs, their brands, their, their speeches, their podcasts, because the more you have mentorship around this, the easier it is to get clear on exactly what it is you're going to offer. With Michael, what we found was that he wanted to bring chefs out of the kitchen and in front of the microphone He wanted to welcome them to be guests on his show, and he really wanted to make a connection with them. But think about the typical chef. Think about the restaurants you like to go to. Do you ever see the chef walking around hobnobbing with the the people, the patrons of the restaurant? Do you ever see the chef pouring wine for people at certain tables and and just enjoying himself. No, you're you're lucky if you can see through the window to the back where they're all cooking. The chef is the one orchestrating the whole thing in the background. But what's going on back there? How is it that they even got started? I mean, you know as a patron of the restaurant, that you love the food and you love going there. But what's their story? And what Michael is doing with his podcast is he's allowing that connection to come through. He has set up a way so that the chef comes out of the kitchen, gets in front of the microphone, and shares their story So that you and I that love to go to the restaurant and love to experience the food, we know the real story. And that's just a beautiful thing. What I see happen is that sometimes what people do is they know, I want to, I want to work with food. I want to, I want to create something in the world. I want to get going on it. And they start to create their goals before they really know what is it they're going to make it. Are you going to be the person that gets on stage and talks or are you going to be the person that writes it down? Are you going to be the person that sits in front of the microphone? How are you going to express this? Over and over again, I find that people say, oh, yeah, I'm going to write a book. But really, they're saying that because it's a common thing that many do. But when they really, really get down into their heart of hearts, 
they find out that it's actually a speech they want to compile or it's actually a podcast they want to put together or it's not a book they want to commit to. It's more of little pieces each week. It's more of a blog that they want to create. If you can formulate your mission then your goals will be so much easier to create. I see Kelly has written in, and Kelly says here, I am ready to make massive change in my life. There are people in my world that I want to offer this to, but I don't know how to get their attention. I've never taken a class in marketing but I do have over 2,000 followers in social media. Hands down, I feel deeply moved to create retreats where I can bring people together. How am I doing so far? Well, that's wonderful, Kelly. Okay. Hands down. I like that term. Um, Kelly, since you know you want to bring people together on retreats, you you have found your medium. So for you, it's not a book. It's, it's not a podcast. I mean, maybe it will be someday. But right now, uh, hands down is really very clear language that you know what you want to design. It's, it's interesting you're sending this to me. Um, I just had a conversation with a woman who is really, really an excellent retreat organizer because I too want to offer retreats to my writers. Um, so, wow. So I, I understand where you're coming from with this. What I don't know yet, Kelly, is when you say you're ready for making massive change, um, is it creating the retreat that is the massive change or is it who you are um, supporting that's the massive change? That part of your mission still needs to be worked out. And it is true that when you take marketing courses, they help you with that. Absolutely. But it's also true that you can get started with it right now just thinking about the words retreat and massive change, what else could you add to a sentence to help you be real particular about what you have on offer? I hope that serves you, Kelly. I just, I just saw uh, your, your question to me as we were coming back from the break. I want to tell all the listeners here that when you are willing to lead with your mission statement, you just have a few, a few sentences in front of you that are really inspiring you to be your best as a leader. You're allowing yourself to say, I feel inspired by my message and therefore, I'm ready to go outward and forward with it. Your mission statement holds you in that inspired space. I love saying that I help first, second, and third time authors write their book. 
It makes me feel inspired as soon as I say it. In some areas, I'm more particular about that. I'm more specific. But when I'm just riding an elevator with someone and they ask what I do, that's what I tell them. It gets it out quickly. I help first, second, and third time authors write their book. It's a jumping off point into more conversation. Some people would call that an elevator speech. I call it a mission statement. And I I sort of think about that particular one as more of a first draft. It allows me to create and go deeper, but it also allows me to feel inspired so that that inspired message goes to the person who's listening. If I feel inspired as a leader, they will feel inspired as a listener. So that's for Kelly and anyone else learning. When you're writing your mission statement, I want you to also think about your specialty. This is something we talk about a lot when you work in my 90-day program or in the half-year program. There's something that you really specialize in. And it could be just human dynamics. You really have an acute understanding of how humans interact and get along. And therefore, you're a very good memoirist and you use memoir to spread your message. It could be that you're extremely specialized in how the body works. This was the case for the chiropractic woman that I I told you about who really helped people on the other side of injury and recovery. She helped them get their strength back. She was very specialized in how a person goes from feeling they're in a very weakened body and feeling, but I got to tell you, I thought she was really good at listening to the vulnerable person. And in her work with others, that 11-step process she offered really was her way of not only listening to the people that needed her, but also taking them through a process that someone else might do in three steps. But because she's so tuned in to those vulnerabilities people experience when they're healing, her process was a little bit longer and a little more detailed. So when you're specialized and you really lean into your specialty, you do this, you do this happily and, and you do this with confidence And therefore, people want to follow you. Another thing that is really important for a leader that is creating their their mission statement is to know that, like we, we talk about love languages at times, you have your own language of how you help people. So, when, when you're writing your book or your speech or your TED Talk or anything else, there is a language you use that is particular to your experience and your specialty that draws people to you. So if you take the time 
to construct a mission statement that's 20, 25 words, again, it's going to be in your language. It's going to be the way you influence others. And it will attract. This is this is important for Kelly, uh, if you're still with us. Think about the fact that even though you haven't yet studied uh, marketing skills, you have your way that you talk to your clients. Make sure that way is in your mission statement. Don't, don't try to be lofty in your mission statement. Be you so that you are recognizable in that mission and people can find you. They want to work with you. If they wanted to work with the next person, part of the the next person's language would be drawing them in. When you use your own language, you're drawing in the people that are good for you. Another thing I want to express is this great quote I found uh, from Dolly Parton that most of you know was uh, a very, very successful country western singer i honestly don't know if she still records but uh as i was growing up a very very successful woman and she says if you don't like the road you're walking start paving another one if you don't like the road you're walking start paving another one Again, this is really important for the leader. When you are going forward, you are paving a path so that people can follow you. It's important that you know exactly what you want to tell them concisely, specifically. 20 words, a mission statement, so that the people you want to follow you can and will. I hope this has served you. It is always a delight to spend time with you on Thursdays. We're here every week at 4 o'clock Pacific time. Until next Thursday, namaste, my friends.